This is the All The Way with Shelly Wade podcast. That guy you just heard is my announcer, T-Storm. And the music you're hearing right now is by DJ Happy. Be sure to follow him across social social media at DJ Happy. That's spelled D-J-H-A-P-P-E-E. And of course, I'm Shelly Wade. You know, um, this is, uh, I believe, episode 12 of my All The Way with Shelly Wade podcast. I certainly hope that you've already subscribed. If not, please do that right now and um, share um, the podcast with your family members and friends. Be sure to comment on it, to rate it, because all of that goes toward uh, helping other podcast listeners find my podcast. I always like to reset every now and then um, myself and what the podcast is about. If you're just discovering the podcast, allow me to reintroduce myself. (laughs) My name is Shelly Wade. I am a longtime radio personality. I'm also also a TV personality. Currently, you can hear me on 94.7 The Block, New York City. We are an Odyssey station, meaning we're owned by the company Odyssey. And you can actually download the Odyssey app and listen to us. I'm on every day, 2 to 7 p.m. Eastern time on 94.7 The Block, New York's number one for throwbacks, super fun station. And Odyssey is spelled A-U-D-A-C-Y, Odyssey. Download that app and search for 94.7 The Block and listen to me every chance you get. Every day would be pretty amazing. People listen, actually, not only in New York City and the entire tri-state area, New Jersey, Connecticut, Long Island, but also from all over the country because they listen via the Odyssey app. Um, You can also find me on social media. You can uh, like my All The Rage with Shelly Wade page on Facebook. My YouTube channel is also called All The Rage with Shelly Wade. Be sure to subscribe. You can find me on Instagram at the one and only Shelly Wade follow and I'm on Twitter at Shelly Wade and that's spelled S-H-E-L-L-E-Y W-A-D-E same spelling for my website ShellyWade.com S-H-E-L-L-E-Y W-A-D-E so my All the Way with Shelly Wade podcast is all about me um, assessing my life you know it's like um, so many people are doing this after the pandemic because we just realized during the pandemic, wow, I need to reassess things, explore uh, what it is I want. And so I feel like so many people can relate to what I'm doing. I'm basically um, taking a look at my life, um, exploring where I've been, where I am now, where I want to be. I actually have specific goals that I want to achieve during the podcast. So let me run those down for you if you didn't listen to. I believe I did that. I listed my goals in either episode two or three of the podcast. By the way, if you uh, haven't already, be sure to get caught up on all of the episodes of the podcast. So my goals for the life of the podcast, um, I want to learn um certain things and I want to uh, get past certain fears and um, explore certain topics more. And this is my list. Letting down my guards so that I can find love. (laughs) Also working through past traumas to find healing. Redefining my career goals. Learning to be more financially savvy. 
updating my fashion style, learning how to be a better planner and more structured while maintaining my sense of spontaneity and freedom, if that's even possible, as well as facing my fears. And uh, those are all of the topics that I will be covering on every episode. I'll choose a topic and and explore that on um, one episode or a few episodes um, for that topic. So right now, lately, I've been really all about Um, the goal of learning how to be a better planner and more structured while maintaining my sense of spontaneity. And it's, it, 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 it boggles my mind when I think about the fact that we are never alone in things that we feel and things that we experience. Because sometimes we experience things and we feel like we're the only person in the world that feels this way, or we're the only person in the world who's experiencing this. Or we may think, oh, I'm so weird because I feel this way. Or I'm so odd because I'm thinking this. But no, you and think about the amounts of people, the sheer number of numbers of people in the world. And just to think that you're the only one feeling or thinking or going through this, it's not possible. We may feel that way, but it's really not true. And I say that because I just did a simple search, a Google search. I was like, is it possible to be structured while still maintaining spontaneity? And it came up with so many articles on this. And I was, my mind was blown that so many other people are talking about this. There are other people like me who have issues with being structured because they feel Fear that it's going to stop them from being spontaneous and to be free spirits. I didn't realize so many other people were feeling the same way. And one particular article I want to share with you, uh, I found it on LinkedIn, and it's by a business owner, an entrepreneur named Simon Zerd. I'm assuming that's how you pronounce his name. It's spelled Z-R-Y-D. But the article is called Structure Versus Spontaneity how to have both exclamation points. So I was really excited that, hey, he's suggesting that I can be struck because I was like, can I be structured and spontaneous at the same time? And I'm so happy to see that he thinks that it it is possible. So I'll share with you some of um, the things that he had to say about it. He said, recently, someone asked me for interesting advice. The person wanted to know what I would recommend to someone who generally feels a certain kind of dread when thinking of scheduling time in a calendar or creating various to-do lists. And that's exactly how I feel. You know, I do put things on my calendar, like, for instance, you know, I'm recording this uh, on Tuesday, and tomorrow on Wednesday, I do have to... um, record a video for one of uh, our clients uh, from the radio station. And so I put that in my calendar because it's, it's extremely important that I remember that appointment and that I, 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 I make it here on time <laughs> for the appointment. So I put things in the calendar in those kinds of instances because I know it's important to the the station, important to our company, important to my job, important to my career. So I put that in my calendar, but I just really generally don't like to schedule too much because it makes me feel tied down. I like the feeling. No, no, no. Let's go back. I love the feeling of 
feeling free and untethered and unshackled. And when I feel like I put something down in writing, I am tied to it as far as scheduling it, right? So I only put a few things in my calendar. I'm not the kind of person where I need to go to my calendar and I need to color code everything and I have 500 things a day scheduled. You know, I do have goals that I leave in my head, Uh, You know, and I I, hopefully I'll remember them. (laughs) I know that sounds crazy, but it makes me feel less shackled down and it makes me feel like I'm freer. So, um, yeah. So the article goes, you know, someone who generally feels a certain kind of dread when thinking of scheduling time in a calendar or creating various to do lists. I will create to do lists. I talked about this in the last episode, um, but I don't stress myself out over. Um, it say if I set to do today and I don't finish all of them, I am not going to pass out because I didn't finish all of them. I try to get as many done as possible, but I'm certainly not going to pass out because I didn't complete everything. So I don't put a lot of stress or um, pressure on myself uh, because, again, it would make me feel less free. So the article goes on to say the concern was that doing so, using a calendar and to-do lists, would create an environment that suffocates the ability to be spontaneous and in the flow. I always say I like to wake up and see where the day takes me. Yes, in the flow. It says in that person's mind, the type of rigidity Did I say that right? Rigidity. Yeah, I said it correctly. The type of rigidity that using a calendar brings with it would drain the life energy and excitement right out of them. And I've said to you before, I feel so excited when I wake up and I didn't have a plan, but then I ended up doing something so exciting. It makes me feel free and and that it was so spontaneous. And so, yeah, so as this says, a person feels That the rigidity that using a calendar brings with it would drain the life energy and excitement out of them. I can relate to that. It says, yet he understands that he needs some structure as long as it doesn't get too rigid. And so... I I feel like I understand that as well because that's the whole reason I have um, um, becoming more structured while maintaining spontaneity. That's one of the reasons I have that as a goal um, for the life of this podcast because I do understand that if I were more structured or when I become more structured, yet maintain my spontaneity, (laughs) that I probably will get more accomplished. So I do understand it as well. Okay, the article goes on to say, first of all, I think this was a great question because I am sure that many business owners feel at times that we just want to throw our calendar and task list out the window. Many of our clients have expressed some version of this concern. On a superficial level, one might say, quote, there is simply no way to function in today's world without a calendar, so get over it and start using it, end quote. But then there is so much more to it. Because really what is happening is not that we are opposing the calendar or the task list itself. If our calendar would be full of vacation time, fun things to do, dinners with friends, etc., 
we would have no problem using it. <laughs> the same with the to-do list. Let me think about that. I suppose that's true because when I think of things on my calendar, I think of things that are that I'm obligated to do and they may not be so fun. So I think this author is right that if my calendar, my to-do list was full of vacation time, fun things, dinners with friends and such, I probably wouldn't feel, um, put such a negative connotation on it. Moving on in the article, it says, but most of the time our calendar and task list tell us about meetings and deadlines and tasks that are less exciting. Our grunt is not with the calendar or the task list per se, but with feeling like we constantly have to answer to someone else's desires and needs. Obviously, in that scenario, there is no room for self-expression, and the only reason to have a task list is to not forget what everyone else wants from us. By not tracking our commitments to do things, we can create a sense of freedom or spontaneity, but it is a false sense. Hmm, let me think about that. When I don't track my commitments to do things, when I just have it in my head as opposed to putting it in my calendar, according to this uh, article, it says, we can create a sense of freedom or spontaneity, but it is a false sense. Let's move on to see why he feels this way. He says, we actually pay a high price for such behavior. Do I? Let's move on to see if I agree with that. Because subconsciously, we know all the things that we should be doing because at some point we have committed to them. <laughs> that is so true. I do know I've committed to them at some point. I just don't want to write them down. He says, so we enter into a vicious cycle of wanting to feel free, yet feeling guilty or unsatisfied. And as soon as we start facing just a little bit of reality, we go in more denial to get a temporary sense of relief again. Well, you know what, I, I, I guess I can't relate to that that much because I don't give myself a lot of guilt <laughs> about not writing things down. But okay, I, I hear what he's saying. He says, as long as we don't take full inventory of what we are committed to, we can't hold ourselves accountable to it and therefore pretend it is not there. I don't pretend things are not there. I just don't stress over not <laughs> writing them down. <laughs> okay, moving on. It says, the fact is that a calendar is merely a tool and a task list is merely a tool and you can choose to use the tool however you want to use it. You actually decide how you want your calendar and your task list to assist you. Just having a task list or a calendar doesn't mean anything. Just having it, it says, doesn't mean anything. You give them the power that you want them to have. I think that's a valid point. I give the calendar and, to, and task list the, 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 the power I want them to have. Okay, moving on in the article. It says, So for someone who is opposed to using a calendar because it is too rigid, my response is, you have to change your perspective. Ah, you know what? That just that just really resonated with me because I've I said it many times in episodes past on the podcast that... Much of ch changing the way we um, view situation or being successful um, at a certain goal, so much of that tends to 
tends to deal with reframing. So he says, change your perspective. That's just another way of saying reframing. So when you reframe things to think about things in a different way, then it helps you to achieve that goal that maybe you're a little intimidated about. So he says, for someone who is opposed to using a calendar because it's too rigid, my response is to change your perspective, or as I would say, to reframe it. So the calendar, the article goes on to say, and the action lists only reflect what you have already committed to. They are simply a very helpful tool to give you an overview of what already is. They, by themselves, don't add any more stress or any more things to do. They simply reflect exactly what your current circumstance is. Don't forget that you are in charge. Change your perspective to one where you use, or as I would say, reframe the thought to one where you use the functions of a calendar and a task list to actually assist you in the lifestyle that you want for yourself. Don't blame your lack of sense of freedom on these tools. So don't blame my feeling that I'm shackled to the calendar or the task list because I have made commitments before those commitments are ever represented in the calendar or task list. That makes so much sense. I've already made the commitments. It's not the calendar's fault. (laughs) I love this. It says, and by having an accurate overview of what actually is going on in your life, you can start to say no to things that are not important. You can decide not to do certain things. You can renegotiate commitments, etc. And eventually, you will get to the point where your calendar and your task list truly reflect your priorities and what is important to you. Because all along the way, you can make much more conscious and educated decisions. And then he goes on to list some practical tips and perspectives that might assist us in using a calendar and a task list the right way right now as we start to value their true benefits. The first tip is showing respect. Your calendar is a tool to show respect to the people in your life. Wow, your calendar is a tool to show respect to the people in your life. Making sure you don't forget critical appointments, times scheduled with your friends, and remembering promises you made is simply a matter of showing care. I, I, I can get down with that. It, 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 keeping the calendar and using it as a tool uh, to show respect to people in my life that I'm not forgetting what I've already committed to with them. I can get down with that. Okay, moving on to tip number two. Don't use your calendar for scheduling tasks. Huh. It says use your calendar only for the appointments with other people or non-negotiable appointments with yourself. Don't schedule every task. The main purpose of the calendar is to remind you where your body needs to be, when, and for what purpose. If you only put in your absolute commitments, then there will still be a lot of room for flexibility. Remember, the calendar only reflects the commitments that you already have made. It doesn't create any more restrictions than there already are anyways. 
Um, his tip number three. Don't make task lists for every day. That's that's actually really great because it, it puts less pressure on you. You know, when you have a different list every day. Listen, I'm not finishing my my lists on day one, so why would I make a day two list? <laughs> it says instead focus on what you want to accomplish throughout the week. I like that. Um, if you feel a daily task list is too restrictive, then make a task list for your week. Not allotting a specific time or day for your tasks to be completed by gives you still a lot of room for when you want to do things. His tip number four, you can only change a plan if you have a plan. You can only change a plan if you have a plan. This is, again, a different way to look at things. Flexibility is the ability to adapt to new, different, or changing requirements. Huh, let me read that again. Flexibility is the ability to adapt to new, different, or changing requirements. Um, Having a plan doesn't mean you can't change it. That's so true. We're not married to something just because we have a plan. But you can't change a plan if you don't have one. In fact, you actually have a greater freedom of choice because you are more aware of the consequences of your choices. And um, his fifth tip, one main purpose of an action list is to keep you on track. The purpose of an action list is not only to accomplish the tasks that are on the list. An action list is meant to move you closer to your goals. A lot of people have goals that they want to achieve, and an action list is a great tool to help them get there faster. His tip number seven, create a simple system. Everyone needs some kind of system, otherwise their life ends up in pure chaos. What if your utilities would constantly be shut off because you don't pay the bills on time? Pretty soon, you put some kind of system in place that stops that from happening. The key is to keep it simple. For example, have a physical inbox where throughout the week you put all the random papers in and once a week you go through them and sort them. Simple. And his seventh and final tip, keep the bigger picture in mind. If you are more focused on what you need to get done, the sooner you can relax and do what is truly important to you. So in closing, he says, by getting your actions and calendar items down on paper, you free up your mind to think about other things. By using these tools, you'll likely have more of a sense of calm and well-being overall. Huh. Okay. I think reading this article has uh, helped me reframe <laughs> the way I am thinking about, um, you know, uh, being structured and even writing things down in a calendar, even writing. I, I don't fear writing to-do lists. I just don't put pressure on myself to complete everything in the to-do list. Um but I can see where calendars and to-do lists are great tools. It can be great tools to help me become structured while still maintaining my sense of spontaneity and freedom. I just have to make sure, as the article suggests, that I make them work for me because after all, I already have the commitments, the calendar and the to-do list they're not to blame for my commitments. <laughs> they're just there to remind me that they are there um, so that I am respecting 
the people in my life and moving closer to my goals. And so I will apply some of these lessons I have learned from this article uh, to the way I'm thinking about uh, being structured because I really do feel that being more structured will allow me to achieve more things, um, get closer to uh, goals that I have. And goals and dreams are terribly important to me. And so uh, being structured will help me um, um, uh, achieve more goals and, um, and to realize more dreams. And that is really, really something that's important to me. And that's today's episode. Thank you for taking the time to listen as I sort my way through <laughs> my goals and, and, and um, how I feel about things as I assess my life and, and um, so that I can grow better, uh, so that I can, and I can grow wiser and, and reach my goals. And um, be sure to listen for the next episode. If you have not already subscribed, do so. Uh, it's called the All The Way with Shelly Wade podcast. My Facebook and YouTube pages are called All The Rage with Shelly Wade. Be sure to like and subscribe to those. My Instagram, the one and only Shelly Wade. And my Twitter is at Shelly Wade, and that's spelled S-H-E-L-L-E-Y-W-A-D-E. My website is ShellyWade.com. That's S-H-E-L-L-E-Y-W-A-D-E. Love you so much for listening. I will talk to you on the next podcast episode. In the meantime, don't forget to listen to me on the radio as well. I'm on every afternoon, 2 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Odyssey's 94.7 The Block, New York City. And you can download the Odyssey app, search for 94.7 The Block, and listen to me. I'll talk to you then. This is the All The Way with Shelly Wade podcast.